with the 11th pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants select. Giants fans, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Only a Giant. Have a great episode to get to here. I have a special guest. I guess we weren't technically at pick 11 like the introduction music. Uh, let me know what you guys think about that. I had a friend do it. Uh, his name is Eric and uh, super talented with that. So just a little another little shout out for him. Um, but yeah, you know, we didn't draft that pick 11. It was actually pick 20. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Like I said, I do have a guest, so I'm going to kind of just jump right into that. I'm not going to do a beer beer review, I should say, but I'm going to do a beer of the episode, at least. Beer of the episode is going to be Bliss by The Thin Man Brewery. 8% double IPA, probably one of my favorite beers from Thin Man. And, you know, it is pretty strong, you know, it's 8%, but it... It's, it's a really good, smooth beer, has some good flavor to it. Probably one of, eh, maybe not one of the first, but one of the first, at least, double IPAs that I, I really was like, oh, I really like this beer. Um, and I wasn't very familiar with the brewery at that time either. So cheers to all you Giants fans. Cheers to anyone else that might be listening. Um, Giants had a great draft, pretty pumped about it. Just going to kind of jump right into the interview. And who I had on today was the entertainer. Uh, someone that I'm super pumped about having on. I've always kind of talked about getting him on. He's just super busy. He was able to kind of, you know, come on and, and kind of squeeze in before the Knicks games tonight. So let's jump right into that, guys. Hope you enjoy it. All right. So I'm joined by a very special guest. I have the entertainer on today uh, to talk about the 2021 NFL draft, the more specifically, I would say the Giants draft. Uh, hey, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me on, man. Uh, super excited to um, get to talk some Giants football with another guy I've never talked uh, Giants football with before. But um, yeah, it was a fun draft, fun free agency period, and Giants have been active. Yeah, um, I, I guess to start, did, did you have, um, what were you hoping the Giants would accomplish in this draft? Did you want O-line? Were you, did you have a, a kind of agenda that you hoped you would address? Yeah, I mean, every draft you go in with what you know your preference, but I I always like to, you know, it's so unpredictable and there's so many different avenues they could go down and, um, you know, I thought it was at least poss- possible we could trade down. You started to hear rumors about that. I know uh, Ian Rappaport I think came out like a week before and said that the Giants were looking to do it. Um, yeah, I want an offensive lineman. Like I don't I don't hide that. That's that's what I wanted. I thought they were going wide receiver which I, you know, I came to, you know, my senses said, all right, I'll be okay with that. I'll be cool with that. You got Shepard, you got Slate. You don't know what you really got with Slate and Shepard will probably be off the team after this year. Um, and I always thought that we were going to take Devontae Smith. I thought that since February. And um, that's who I think we were going to take. And then when he wasn't on the board, we ultimately decided to trade down. But um, yeah, I was a little surprised we didn't, we didn't address the offensive line at all. I think we just got to hope they're right with their evaluation of the young players. But I just I can't really be upset about this draft after what we were able to obtain in terms of the players and and future draft capital. Yeah, you know, I definitely thought wide receiver was going to be something that we were going to target in the first round. I really like Jalen Waddle, which is kind of who I was hoping we would get, but I knew it was probably going to be him or Devonta, and we got neither. 
So Tony, for me, was a little bit of a surprise. I love the fact that we traded down. Um, I guess we'll talk about that real quick. The Giants received uh, pick 20. They got a first and a fourth next year from the Chicago Bears and a fifth this year that we actually used to trade up, I believe, yes. um, to get Robinson, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So pick 20 rolls around. Who, who did you want at that point, the Giants to target? Because I like Tony, but I didn't really think that's the direction we were going to go at that point. I kind of assumed it was, you know, Quiddy Pay, uh, some type of defensive end or edge or maybe even a tackle or guard there too. But I didn't really see the value with guard after Vera Tucker went. Um, what were you thinking at pick 20? Yeah, I, I think I um, shared the same sentiment as you. I think if I remember on my reaction video, I said Quiddy Pay. That's where I thought they were going to go. Um, the Giants, of course, had ties to the edge this entire process. They were going to all their pro days. I would have even been fine with Aziz Jalari there. Uh, but the funny thing is I remember uh, I went back and looked because I always look at my reaction video after the fact to see how I felt. And right before the pick came in, I'm like, I because I, I, I was trying to go over all the possibilities because you're frantic at the time. And I'm like, or they could go, they could still go wide receiver. That's what I said. And I mentioned two wide receivers. Kadarius Tony was one of them. Um, Tony's a guy I liked. I actually had him going to the Giants in my last six round mock in the second round. The ironic thing is that Aziz Old Jolari going in the first. So they ended up swapping. I had a trade down mock simulation where I took Old Jolari and then, uh, and then I took Kadarius Tony. But, uh, you know, after what you heard came out about how the Giants really liked Jalen Waddell and they weren't like, it didn't seem like they were as in love with, as in love with Devontae Smith. Kadarius Tony is more of a Jalen Waddell type wide receiver. So I get it. I think he's a good compliment to Galladay. I think he's a home run threat. I think he's a guy you can move all over the field. He's versatile, something that Joe Judge really likes. So after they took it and I had like 10 seconds to breathe, I said, I actually like the pick. Wouldn't have been where I went. I probably would have went with Quiddy Pay, but I was completely fine with the pick, especially after the, the value that we got trading down. Yeah. And then, you know, the fact that we got Ojolari in the second, would that have changed your mind on Pay in the first? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, after after the fact, and it was kind of the same thing last year. I was offensive line all the way last year. Like, I mm. knew we needed a left tackle. But for the people that wanted Simmons, I think they kind of eased off the gas pedal a little bit when they saw that we got Xavier McKinney, who was kind of like Isaiah Simmons light. Yep. And I think it's the same thing here. Like, the people that wanted Quiddy Pay, they're like, all right, we got old Jolari. You know, we, we got old Jolari. So, I think it worked out in the end uh, for everybody. I, I, I don't think you could be upset with the two players we ended up with, with the capital as well. Yeah. So talking about Tony a little bit, he seems like a player that, you know, I guess you would say he's more, more of a slot guy, but it sounds kind of like, you know, he's inexperienced on the outside, but he could potentially play on the outside if needed. I don't know what your thought is on that. Um, and then the other thing I want to say too, is for the people that are mad about drafting a wide receiver, I really feel like, we just had no depth at the position. I don't care that we went and got John Ross. It's a one-year deal. I don't care that we got Kenny Galladay. I like, I like the idea of it and everything. I'm happy about it. But then you look at Slayton. I, I like Slayton, but still kind of an unknown. Uh, Shepard, who really knows how long he's going to be around, especially with an out next year. This was a position of need. So I, I really still feel like that was a good pick. I was excited about Bateman possibly here, um, but I can't complain about Tony. What are your thoughts on Tony, though, in the Giants' offense? Yeah, no, I definitely agree that it was a need. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I, I could argue that it wasn't our biggest need, but I think it was one of the Agreed. three biggest yeah. needs uh, for the Giants. And if you're thinking long-term, it's definitely up there. And I think ultimately what it came down to was 
the Giants brain trust, Joe Judge, Dave Gettleman, everybody else, I think came to the conclusion that they felt like their, the offensive line was much stronger than we feel. Had they felt that the offensive line was as weak as some of the fan base feels, I think they would have taken a lineman. I think they trust the picks that they made last year, and they and they ultimately figured, okay, this year we got to evaluate Jones. We think our line's going to progress, and we need to get him another weapon. And, and that is ultimately what they did. As far as Tony as a prospect, yeah, I'm a big fan. You know, I, I um, he had limited – he didn't play much outside of his last year well at Florida, and then he started to get much more of a role. But he's a guy you can line up all over. You can use him in the backfield. Like you said, he's definitely versatile in the sense that you can play him on the outside. I don't think he's strictly a slot wide receiver. He's kind of like Curtis Samuel. That's kind of who I compared him to. And Samuel didn't even play that much in the slot last year. So, you know, some people bring up Odell Beckham. I don't really see that. I don't think they're the same type of wide receiver, but I think they have like similar measurables. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's a really fun, exciting player. I expect to see the Giants get creative. Now, you got to ask yourself with the bland nature of Jason Garrett, do you worry about that at all as a fan of how they're going to utilize him in this offense? That's kind of a, a thought that I have, too, with with judging last year. It's so hard to judge anything from the, the crap show that we watched last year as far as the offense, offensive line, the, the play calling. You know, I, I know no one's completely comfortable with the offensive line, but it's so hard to judge the offensive line off of last year, too, I feel like. Um, that being said, obviously, they like what they have. You know, maybe they had things fallen a little bit differently. Maybe they would have addressed the offensive line, but it didn't and kind of is what it is at this point. Are there, are there any surprises just in general with the first round that you didn't see shaking out the way that it did? In terms of position, not really. Um, in terms of player, yes. I, okay. didn't think the, I didn't think the Raiders were going to take Alex Leatherwood. I didn't think he'd go that early. Either. Yeah, yeah. that to me I thought was a big reach. But the Raiders are notorious for doing that. They always seem to reach every year. It was Kalan Farrell a couple of years. Like, they always reach. Um, but it wasn't a crazy first round, you know, in terms of like seeing like, you know, guys go way earlier than you, than they, than you thought they would. I thought the Lions got great value with Penny Sewell at seven. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was a great pick for a team in rebuild mode. I didn't love, and maybe you disagree with me. So it, people seem to be divided on Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky. Um, I, I think he's a good prospect, but I thought he was a little early for Washington. So if I'm nitpicking, I thought that was a bit of a reach. Um, but there was, to me, the outside of Leatherwood, there was nothing like that, like made me go crazy. I Eric Stokes, it's late first round. I thought Eric Stokes was, yeah. was a, I thought he was more of a third round prospect than one in the back end of the first. Davis is tough for Washington. I, I do agree that I think it's a little bit of a reach, but I also think it almost seems to fit exactly what they need. So for them, it kind of made sense because they have a talented defensive line. If they can get some linebackers that can, you know, just shoot through the gaps and, and not have to worry about eating up blocks and, and make plays. He could be kind of a perfect fit for what they need. Time will tell. You know, I don't really know. I do think he's very talented, though. And I guess we'll see, we'll see what happens with the Washington defense. I definitely think he's going to add another uh, dynamic to their defense. Yeah, they're loaded. That de yeah. that defense is freaking loaded. I, I think it's going to be us and them this year. I think we're the two best teams in the division. I really believe that. I do too. You know, when you look at Dallas and McCarthy, I just don't trust anything to do with McCarthy. He does not, he's not known for having a, a disciplined team to me and all of the just mental mistakes they make and boneheaded plays. It just reminds me of, I don't know, just, just a very undisciplined team, you know, in general. So 
I don't think they're ever going to win anything with McCarthy. I don't think I don't think Dallas as much talent as they they always have. Jerry Jones is the little puppet master up there, man, and you know they're not gonna they're not gonna win anything until they allow a guy to come in that can take over the team and Jerry Jones gets that, gets out of the way. In my opinion, I didn't love their draft either. I mean, Parsons is definitely a talented player, but outside of that, I didn't see any like immediate impact players that that they added to that defense. Joseph, okay, maybe in the second round, but he's not a guy that I'm gonna trust being a starting corner day one. Yeah. Um, I didn't love their draft. I don't think they got enough enough help for that defense going into the year. I still think they're going to have major problems there. They are. I definitely agree. I did like um, Jabril Cox. I think they got right. That was great value. Yeah. yeah. But Fourth uh, or fifth round or whatever it was. Yeah. But that's not enough. <laughs> you know, the yeah. Issues they have. Maybe the defensive coordinator will, will help that. I don't know. Um, we'll get back into the Giants draft though. Second round pick. Um, what were we at that point? Pick 11. We were 42 before we traded back. We were 42. Okay, 42. And what were you looking at at pick 42? Because I really didn't expect to trade back at that point. I thought it would have been sweet, but what were you looking at at that point? I was hoping that Tevin Jenkins fell. Um, that was the guy really had my eyes on. I was a big fan of him, the, the tackle prospect. Yep. And I thought maybe you could shift him over to the guard. But once he was gone, I wanted Olajari. Like that yeah. was the guy I was talking about that I thought was the best fit of, of any edge rusher in this class. Not that he's the best edge, but I thought he was the best fit for, for our scheme. Um, and when he was there at 42, I was like, you got to take him. Then when they traded down, I'm like, well, we're probably not going to get him. I figured no, he'd go in the next so eight picks. And then we got him anyway. And I was like, holy crap. So uh, I was very I – don't, I don't think there was a Giants fan that was upset with that pick. Not at all, no. Um, I, I've heard people say, and I can't think of who off the top of my head, that he probably comes in as probably the best pass rusher on the team starting day one. I mean, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to say, if not, the he's definitely going to get starters reps. I mean, Carter, we don't know what he's going to be off the injury. O'Shane Zimenez, to me, I think Giants fans were overrating him a bit going into last year. And it was clearly obvious to me the Giants didn't even love him. He wasn't getting on the field that much mm -hmm. uh, with Joe Judge. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really see – I don't see anybody blocking him from getting a lot of playing time. One of the cool things, too, with Ojolari, he's only 20, which is nuts to me. That's uh, something where he could still be growing and developing, too, um, throwing the speed that he has. And it, that's, that's an exciting pick. I think that's something that um, obviously it was a need. You know, I do think we needed it. We're not going to be able to scheme up all the pressure that, that Graham might want. But now I feel like we can really – lock down press man coverage and really, you know, get after the quarterback a little bit and do really what Graham wants to do. Yep. Yeah. We were limited last year. I, yeah, you know, I said that were. a lot. We were, we were limited last year and he kind of remind. I, I forgot who told, I was talking to somebody, uh, forget who, but he reminds me of OC a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yep. so, similar prospect. He's got the good bend off the edge, second round pick, much like OC uh, athletic upside, he reminds me a bit of him, but uh, no, you're absolutely right. I think last year, as good of a job as Patrick Graham did, I think he was limited. I don't think he wanted to have that bend, but don't break approach, but he knew the limitations that this defense provided him with. Yeah, it definitely felt like a bend, don't break defense. And, you know, I guess you could add a lot of different things to that. You know, how bad the offense was, the defense was on the field so much because we couldn't sustain a more than a three-play drive, it felt like, half yeah. the time. So when you're playing 70 snaps, I mean, Ben don't break is probably the best you can, you can hope for at that point. But I really didn't feel like, you know, even though, even though we had a top 10 defense or around there, somewhere around there, I didn't ever feel like it was a top 10 defense. We had talent, you know, Blake Martinez was awesome. Um, 
you know, there was definitely talent there with, the, you know, the corners, Bradbury, the Peppers, yeah. but it, it just, it never felt as good as, as it ended up being. Does that seem fair? No, I agree with you. I feel like we always outsmarted teams. Like, yep. uh, like we outcoached teams, but in terms of the talent, no, I, I think we definitely outkicked the coverage in terms of where we finished as an overall defense uh, when you factor in our talent. And for uh, the Adore Jackson signing to me was so big. Like, yes. I think that opens up everything in this defense. The, the cool thing about that, too, is, is that wasn't something that we could plan for. He wasn't a free agent. Um, I, I guess maybe there was a little bit of rumblings before that happened that maybe he could be cut or traded. Um, but that was something that, you know, was was unexpected and we pounced. And I just love that we were able to go get him. Um, I think he's really going to help help our defense a lot. He's going to be that CB2, doesn't need to be CB1. And if we need him to, he can he can kind of follow a one around, you know, wide receiver one who's a little bit quicker if needed. Uh, but it's just uh, – it's exciting. It's really exciting to see the Giants trend in the right direction for once. I always feel like we're just a fish out there floundering, floundering and we don't know what the hell is going on with the Giants. And it's just so nice to see a direction with the defense, hopefully a direction with the offense and the offensive line. Um, a little off topic here, but what's your take on Jason Garrett? I know we haven't really had a, had a chance to talk about that yet. Yeah, um, I'm not in love with Jason Garrett. I do think Jason Garrett gets more hate from some fans than maybe he deserves. There's so, Like some fans, I think they blame everything on Jason Garrett. And, and I personally don't go that route. Like, He's a problem. He was not good. We had the 31st ranked offense last year. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm not waving the flag for Jason Garrett, but you know, for all the people that use all these excuses for Daniel Jones, and I think they're fair excuses. He doesn't have weapons. They didn't block. Saquon Barker got hurt. You could use those same excuses for Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett has no wide receivers. Jason Garrett has a offensive line where they had three new starters. Barkley went down. He's got a quarterback that's learning a new system. So I think, COVID season but, too, you know. COVID season, not short, yeah. Short and preseason, not no yeah. Preseason, nobody say. had time to learn it. So like, much like I'm giving, and I'm not the, I, I, I'm, I, of course I love Jones. He's a giant, but I'm definitely not a guy that goes out there and says Danny Dimes. He's the next Eli Manning. But by the same token, I'm gonna give him this year, and I'm gonna see how he progresses. I'm gonna give him a fair chance, and I'm, and I like that. That's what the Giants are doing. They went out there and they got him everything they possibly could to give him that that fair shake. I have the same mindset for Garrett. I'm not going to go into the year saying Garrett's a failure. No, because you didn't provide Garrett with anything to succeed. So now you finally did that. I'll evaluate Garrett and, and Jones this year. I agree with you, actually, too. That, that's a really good point that I probably personally haven't really thought of. Um, you know, we, we give Jones kind of all the excuses in the world that he didn't have Saquon. He, he had no receivers and, and the line wasn't great. But we don't give that same benefit to Garrett. You know, he, he's playing with undrafted free agents out there at wide receiver you know, Engram, who, you know, that's a, <laughs> a probably a, a different topic we could, we could talk about. Um, but we, we don't tend to give Garrett that same um, leeway, past, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. I do think they've kind of set the Giants up. They set Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett up to kind of say no excuses. You know, I guess that's probably a common theme. I think everyone thinks that at that point or at this point. Um, but I think everything's trending in the right direction. We'll, we'll see what happens. And I do think that if Garrett is not meshing well with what we're trying to do, uh, we do have some other offensive minds in the building with Freddie Kitchens and Sale that could potentially help or take over if needed. 
Yeah, and we also brought in the guy from LSU, Callaway, who I, oh, who yeah. I think, yeah, I think he'll bring a, a nice little dynamic to the offense as well. And I think this year clearly shows that Judge is going to have more of a hands-on approach with the offense. I mean, you saw him promote Kitchens. Kitchens, Kitchens, I think could be the OC in waiting. So I, I don't think it's going to be strictly Garrett. It'll still be his playbook, which it should be. But I, I actually like what the Giants did in terms of bringing Callaway, in terms of promoting Kitchens. Because I think what the what Giants are trying to do is they realize, and I think they knew it when they hired Garrett, he's not going to be the long-term answer no matter how good he is. This mm-hmm. is a guy that's going to be looking to get a head coaching job again, whether it's yeah. in the pro ranks or whether it's in college. But I think what the Giants have done is they've set up familiarity for Daniel Jones with the next OC. I think they're going to hire from within. That way you don't got to, you know, you're not learning from scratch all over again. At least you have a coach who's going to bring a system in that at least Jones is somewhat familiar with. So I like that that's what they're doing. On this topic, you know, I, I know we're kind of getting off onto a rabbit hole from the draft here. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? When when the Giants played Seattle and we beat Seattle, and that was the game that Freddie Kitchens was the OC and we had um, the backup quarterback there, McCoy, I still felt like that offense was so different. But I, I've heard people say that it looked the same to them and it really wasn't any different with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays. I just felt like we pushed the ball downfield a little bit more with a backup quarterback on the last where I just felt like Garrett, we never did. Is that fair? Is that, am I? No, no, I, I, I think, I don't remember if it was the Seattle game or no, I think he, he might've missed two games, but there was definitely a game where it was evident that they were definitely taking more shots down the field. I, yeah. I, I will agree with that. Um, although I will say we took shots in the Bucks game. Jones just didn't hit. We yeah. took a lot of shots in that game. He did, you're um, right there. But um, no, I, I'll agree with you. It felt like, I think it was the same playbook. But it did seem like the offense was a little bit more aggressive with Kitchens calling the plays. Do you think we need to be aggressive or do you think we need to kind of keep working on ground and pound and, and, and kind of try to go that way? Even though I feel like we didn't really do that. We never really established the run that much last year either. <laughs> yeah, we, we got better with the run over the second half. The first half we didn't. Um, yep. But uh, this year, like last year, I actually agreed. You know, I know it's boring. I know fans want to see Jones go out there and sling it. But as a head coach, your job is not just to, to – progress your quarterback it's to try to win football games and mm-hmm. going into the year I looked at this team after Barker went down and anybody with a brain would have said well you there's no chance we're going to be able to get into shootouts and win football games right. you look at our number one options it's Evan Ingram Barkley's out you're running with Devontae Freeman so I think the Giants being conservative was their best opportunity to win football games it was to try to chew up the clock rely on that defense try to create some turnovers so last year as boring as it may be, I think that was our best opportunity to win football games. This year, I think it's a completely different ball game because now Jones, second year in the scheme, Garrett, they're going to have a full offseason. You had Kadarius Tony, you had Kenny Gallaudet, Barkley's back, Ross, Kyle Rudolph. So, like, I- I'm looking at this offense now, and I think, you know, kind of like what Judge said when he took the job, we're, you're not going to be able to predict for us. I think one game we're going to come out, we're going to be a ball control offense, depending on the opponent. The next game, we may sling the rocks 50 times. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to try to exploit our opponent's weaknesses. And I think this year we have an offense that could actually do that. Yeah, perfect. I mean, I agree 100% with that. And and it, it does excite me um, to, you know, get ready for the season and, and hope that our offense is a little, a little more productive this year. It can't be worse. Can't be worse. (laughs) Well, you never know. (laughs) Giants fans and NFL fans, what an exciting 2021 NFL draft it was. Did your team draft the players you wanted? 
Did your team make any spectacular moves or blunders? Like trading back like the Giants did. Amazing. Think you could do better? If you do, you'll get your chance on September 10th when Greats of the Gridiron is released on Steam for the PC. Greats of the Gridiron is a football simulation experience unlike any other where you need to outdraft, outdesign, outcoach other coaches from around the world if you want to win the coveted Gridiron Bowl and stake your claim to greatness. You're in total control of your team. You draft, you can scout, you can upgrade players and build a dynasty. Design every aspect of the offense, defense, and special teams plays. Determine how and when the plays will be called by the computer when your team matches up against other computers, or better yet, other coaches in an online league. Best thing yet, guys, you can do this with, with friends and you know maybe talk a little smack and, and lay the beat down. The game features single-player and multiplayer online franchises, online draft, up to 15 default teams, 10 to 16 game seasons, including playoffs, and more stats than any analytics geek could want. I love stats. Stats are definitely my go-to. Sign up today and be ready for kickoff by wishlisting on Steam, search Greats of the Gridiron, or go to www.greatsofthegridiron.com. Tell them I sent you. Won't get you anything. But hey, what's it hurt? Football fans out there, I want to do one more quick plug. Well, maybe it's not just football fans, baseball fans, card collectors, anyone in that general category that likes to to collect cards. I have a friend out there who goes by the name of Fat Guy Cards on YouTube. Check him out. He does pack openings, card set reviews, comic book discussions, and mail day openings. Really cool stuff. Definitely someone I would recommend that you check out. Fat Guy Cards on YouTube. All right, guys, back to the important stuff. Let's get back to the entertainer. Thanks for doing that for me. All right, well, back to the draft, because that's really what we're supposed to be talking about. So sorry, I sent us on a rabbit hole. Not uh, at all. You know, obviously, with that trade back, we cooped a third-round pick for next year and, you know, money in the bank. So kind of adding, adding to the first four rounds next year, we have, what, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six picks, seven picks in the first four rounds next year, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah. Well, we got two, one, two, two ones, ones, a two, two, two threes, and two fours. Two fours. So yep. six, whatever. Um, that's exciting, though. That That's, you know, certainly going to help. I, I do think that we may lose some players. I You know, I don't recall the exact free agents next year, but it's going to be an interesting free agency for us. Uh, we could lose some players that maybe we didn't want to. Um, but that's neither here nor there uh, back to the draft. You know, we did trade up in the third round to select Aaron Robinson out of central Florida. Um, obviously, you know, everything I've kind of heard about him is he's more of a slot guy, but that doesn't sound like all he can do. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, I didn't know a ton about him going into the draft. And like a lot of fans, after the fact, I looked into him. I watched a lot of film on him. Um, he did play exclusively slot. Well, at UCF, but like you said, He's not just your typical slot. You watch this guy. He tackles like a linebacker. Like, this guy is super aggressive. And he likes um, to tackle, too, it looks like. Yeah, he likes to tackle. He's a mean tackler. He's physical. Um, and his his specialty is press coverage, which is what we're looking for in this uh, in this defense. So, 
I'm really excited about him, actually. You know, I didn't know much about him, and I was kind of let down that we didn't go line there. But then, when you know, when you breathe a little bit and you say to yourself, well, if you're taking a lineman in the third, they're probably not going to be an instant impact guy anyway. And the Giants went up there. They got a guy that could easily be a day-one contributor for this defense. I think him and Holmes could be in a battle. I think it's going to be fun to see how they try to get this guy involved. But like you said, I don't think he's strictly a slot guy. I think he's a guy that you could use as a blitzer off the edge. He looks like he's actually pretty good against the run for a guy of his size. Um, and we needed more depth at that position, you know, the cornerback position in general. Like, yeah, I'm excited about it, Dory Jackson, but the guy's got an injury history. Yep. Um, and we're one injury away from having Isaac Yadam back out there again. So I think it's good to get more depth. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things with um, with Robinson is if you if you think back to last year and when Holmes got hurt, we really didn't have another option there. I felt like, yeah, we could bring down. Uh, Logan, or we could, you know, put McKinney in there when he was healthy. Yeah. But it, it was, we had no one. So now at least, you know, whoever wins the battle wins the battle, you know, for that, that slot position, um, the nickel, whatever you want to call it. But we have another option, which doesn't affect the rest of our defense. We don't have to slide down a free safety or, you know, something like that to, to keep the same schemes that we want to run. So at first, kind of like you, I, I was a little like, ah, it's not really where I wanted to go, but I let it breathe, thought about it a little bit. And I think it actually makes a lot of sense. He, he also apparently likes to talk a little bit of smack on the field too, which, which could be fun, you know, with uh, some other people on this defense that might like to, to talk a little bit. And it pissed off the Eagles, uh, which was fun as well. Yeah, we yes. we, we, they want to be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of him actually. I think he was uh, one of our better picks actually. And I, I was not ecstatic when we made it, but it ended up being one of my favorite picks that we made. Yeah, corner for me just wasn't a pick that I felt like we really needed to go. But then, what kind of like you said with Adori, you never know. You know, he does have an injury history. Um, Bradbury's been healthy for us, but also, you know, when he is a, a free agent again, he's going to be, I think, 30 when he's a free agent again. So, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's not necessarily a position that is set. You know, it, it's going to be something we're going to have to address at some point. So we have a lot of flexibility now with that position with this draft pick. So I do actually really like the draft pick. Yeah. I, I, and I think what they did this draft and we're going to get to the next guy. Um, and I think it's the same story there. I think what the giants did in this draft, much like last year, they didn't draft for need. They drafted for BPA. Um, whoever was the, like, like a lot of people probably think back to the year before and they're like, Oh no, they drafted for need. We needed tackles. People were pissed off when we took Matt Parrott at 99. A lot of people mm -hmm. wanted a wide receiver there. Cause we had already taken our tackle. But Parrott was supposed to be a late second-round pick. McKinney was supposed to be a first-round pick. Yep. So I think the Giants did the same thing they did the year before. They, they If they saw a player they liked, they didn't really care about the position. They snatched him. It does seem, too, with, with the players that the Giants drafted, they really went after the senior bowl guys that they were able to talk to and, and have point. a little bit more familiarity with. Uh, because the next guy, Ellerson Smith, also played in the senior bowl at pick 116 out of Northern Iowa. I don't know a lot about him, so let's let's hear what you got. Yeah, he's big. He's 6'6", 252. He sat out this year um, because of the pandemic. I think I, I think Northern yep. Iowa maybe didn't play. Yeah, I don't think they had season. I don't think he was an opt-out. Yeah, and he's got actually really good pass rushing moves. I, I definitely see the attraction in him. He was, he was regarded as a third-round talent. The one thing I don't – I don't even know want to say if I don't like – the one thing that I see about him that I could see why he's a fourth-round pick – his he's he's big he's 6'6 252 but he's built like a pencil mm -hmm. um he's like very 
thin. Yep. Like, I, I don't know what the right terminology is, but well, he's he, tall too. So, you know, his frame is, is, yeah, his is frame longer is rather than, you know, bulkier. Yeah. Um, so he and, does need to add some muscle, I think. Right. Yeah. And I see him at least in some of the film I've watched, looks like he's going to struggle against the run. Um, but he does have good moves. And I do think he could be a situational pass rusher. you like, I could see him filling the role of like Carter Coughlin or Cam Brown this year. Yeah. I was going to um, say, do you think he plays over, you know, Carter Coughlin or Cam Brown? Yes, I think I, I unfortunately I love those guys. I don't I don't know if all those guys are gonna make the team this year. Yeah. Might be tough. You know, I, I really like Carter Coughlin a lot and he flashed on occasion. Same with Cam Brown, but the the opportunities that they have, I felt like they didn't make the most of them when they were in the defense. Um, so I, I'm not overly surprised that they they you know drafted someone in that position that could, you know, significantly eat eat some of their time. It is what it is, and, and, you know, they still have the opportunity to, to earn, you know, playing time, and, and they have a, a leg up on Ellerson Smith because they've been there for a year. Right. But I, I do agree, I think, that he could come in and, and kind of eat some of their minutes. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to. I think they're going to view him as a guy that could really help off the edge. All right, so getting into the sixth round, sixth round we actually had two picks. Um, I, I wasn't really sure what we were going to do in the sixth round. There was – obviously some, some talent there. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was Trey Smith was still there, right? Trey Smith was still there. I don't, I don't remember where he ended up going, but he was still there. I think he went in the seventh now that I'm thinking about it. Um, obviously there's some issues there. So clearly a lot of teams passed over him, not just the giants. Uh, but round six pick 196, we take Gary Brightwell out of Arizona, big guy. You know, I think he's going to come in and, and kind of be that power back. Um, and then, you know, a good addition with special teams by the sounds of it. Um, what's, what's your take on this guy? Yeah, I think he hit it on the head uh, with Brightwell. And I thought they were going to take a running back in the six because if you look at our roster right now, um, you know, we really only have two running backs. You know, yeah. Barkley and Booker, you got Barkley coming off the injury. He may, you know, you may need to ease him back a little bit, get him back in playing shape, not to mention it's 17 games this year. Yep. So you don't want your running backs to wear down. Um, and like you said, he's kind of a different dynamic as well. He's a north-south runner. He's pretty big. He's 220. Um, yeah, I like the pickup. And like you said, that the special teams element, I think, had a lot to do with it. You know, you're talking about a guy that's a former special teams coordinator and Joe Judge. Brightwell has a very good reputation for being, you know, a major contributor in that aspect of the game. So I think that was a major reason we took him. Uh, I think he only had 390 yards last year, but he only played in five games. So I, I liked it. You know, he wasn't my number one running back there that I wanted. You know, I, there was a couple of guys I liked more. Well, one of them went right before it was, um, Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, mm-hmm. who uh, who went to the same college as our offensive line coach, Rob Sale. He went two picks before we took um, Gary Brightwell. And then the other one I liked was Hawkins out of Louisville, mm-hmm. um, who's kind of a different type of running back. He's like 183 pounds. He's, he's fast, right? He's very shifty. fast. Yep. Yeah, shifty. But, um, yeah, I like Brightwell. I think it brings a different element to the backfield and provides some depth. He's definitely someone for me that I think will make the team with ease, it, only because of the fact that special teams – because yeah. we can have them active for special teams. And if we need him to fill in as a running back at all, you know, third and short, or if someone gets hurt, he can kind of come right in um, and fill both roles. So, so he kind of comes in, he's still got to earn it, but he certainly has a fast track to being on the 53 each week. Um, yeah. Especially when you factor in how thin we are at that position. Too. Yeah. And I was just going to bring that up. Do you think, you know, I, I kind of assume that we're not done with, with the running back position. Um, I'm a little surprised we didn't go after any undrafted guys yet at the running back position. You think we're still looking at maybe adding someone? 
I think, you know, actually, I actually just did a video on this where, where I talked about uh, right before we went, we did this, <laughs> where I talked about some uh, potential free, not undrafted free agents, but like actual free agents being that the, uh, the process is going along. Yep. And I didn't mention any individual uh, running back, but Duke Johnson's a name that people throwing about, but I didn't mention any individual running back, but I don't think any running backs undrafted free agents is another story. But from what I heard, the reason we only brought in three undrafted free agents what um free agents was because our roster we already have so many guys signed that we couldn't fit anymore on the roster and maybe they're going to make some post-june first cuts um but i do think we could scour the market i just don't see a lot of the better available running backs at free agency rushing to sign with anybody right now mm-hmm. i think they're going to kind of wait for injuries in training camp for them to potentially get into a situation where they feel like they could get the most playing time so I could absolutely see us looking to get a, a, another running back into this backfield. Um, but if it's not going to be an undrafted guy, I think it, it won't happen until closer to the season or possibly even in season. That makes sense. You know, someone even like Devonta Freeman, I, he's not on the team right now. I don't think. Is yeah. He? But he's a perfect example. Like yeah. last year we saw, he only came, he probably was waiting for an opportunity. Yep. Yeah. He saw Barkley go down. He came in more same thing. So though there's always going to be guys like that out there. Isn't it nice to have a little bit of depth finally on this team. I don't remember the last time that we've had depth and, you know, we're not signing nine or 10 undrafted free agents and hoping four of them are going to make the team. You know, <laughs> it, I don't know what you think about the, the undrafted free agent guys. I don't know if anyone's going to make the team, you know, the center and the, and the tackle, maybe they'll be able to earn a, earn a spot. I don't know. But how do you feel about the depth of this team? I know we still got one more pick, but let's, let's get into that a little. Yeah. Um, first off, the undrafted guys, there's two guys, they, they, they signed three. Two of my like, I think Brett Brett Heggie or Hedgie out of Hedgie, Florida, yeah. Hedgie, 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 whatever. However, it's pronounced. I think he has a legitimate chance to make this team as, as a depth lineman. We'll see. But the guy that I actually really liked, and I, you know, this is just me watching film, was Raymond was Raymond Johnson, the uh, defensive end out of Georgia oh, okay. Southern. I thought um, you were go the other way. Yeah, I like him. I I, yeah. th- I think he could be a good player. When you watch him on film, he looks like he's a pretty. Um, all around he's pretty good like he's good against the run looks like he has pretty good pass rush moves he's pretty explosive he's got a quick first step um he's 270 six foot three I I like him I think he has a shot to make this team I was pretty impressed with him but as far as the depth on the overall roster yeah I was saying this the other day man I forgot who I was talking to but you look at the depth on this team right now and you compare it to the year before you start with the cornerback spot last year we had Isaac Yadam starting this year he's like our fourth corner um, you know, you brought up the slot last year. You had a rookie starting with Darnay Holmes. Now you have a second year guy that's penciled in the start there. And you drafted a guy that could compete with him at that spot. The safety spot were loaded. We got three guys. So the, the secondary were, were very deep. Yep. The linebackers probably our thinnest spot. I think like the middle linebacker spot outside of Martinez, but I think they'll move guys around. Like I think peppers will be used in the box. I think Tate Crowder will get some time. Ragland will get some time in running situations. The defensive line. Yeah, we lost Tomlinson, but we're deep. I mean, you look at our you look at our defensive line, we're still deep. You got big decks, you got Leonard Williams, you got BJ Hill, you got Austin Johnson, Afedi Adenabo, I thought was a really nice pickup. Yep. And um, what's his name? The, the big D tackle that we picked up. Uh Blake, Shelton. Oh, Danny uh, Shelton. Danny Shelton. Yeah, I thought yep. he, you know, so so we're deep there. And then on the offensive side, wide receiver, I mean, you, John Ross, like our fifth receiver. Yeah, night and day different from last year. Yeah, tight end were deep too. I yep. mean, you're talking about Rudolph, uh, Toyolo's our third, and Caden Smith. So we're pretty deep across the board. Um, outside of maybe the offensive line, we're pretty deep across the board. Yeah, it's it's 
it's a good it's a good problem to have. You know, there could be some interesting cuts this year w- with this team. Um, as far as the linebackers are concerned, I think you're right. You know, Carter or Cam Brown could see themselves maybe not making it, but we'll see what happens. What are your thoughts? Once again, you know, I'm, I'm straying here, but RJ McIntosh, I know probably we really shouldn't expect much out of him. I just always find it interesting that we protected him so much on the, uh, the practice squad last year. Any thoughts on that? You know, does he have a role in this team or is he just camp, camp fodder? He was a guy that I always liked. And yeah. I remember two years ago, he actually got some playing time. He actually did okay. I think he had like two sacks mm-hmm. and he didn't, and he didn't get that many snaps. Um, he got hurt his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he, he had some something weird going on too. I think blood clots or, or something, yeah. something was happening. Yeah, he was a guy I always liked, and I don't know, man. Like, I like maybe, but I, I, I look at I look at our defensive line, and maybe he'll make the team, but I, I don't see him really having much of a role. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. It, it's it's going to be tough sliding. Um, you know, he, he has been here for a little while, so he always has that as an advantage. But it's an uphill climb. He would have to really, um, really stand out and really, really prove his 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 value to this team to to earn any time. I think and stay on the team. So last pick in the sixth round was Rodarius Williams out of Oklahoma State. Greedy Williams' older brother, which is weird, yeah. but hey, is what it is. Uh, what's up with this guy? Yeah, um, that was that was probably the coolest fact I learned about him after the fact. He's 25 years old and he's actually the older brother of the cornerback. I looked that up like three different times. You're like, no, he's not. He can't be the older brother. <laughs> yeah, we almost took. Well, a lot of people wanted to take Greedy Williams instead. We took Baker, um, which you know probably wasn't the, the best choice. Yeah, but back. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, from what I saw and I watched a couple of film breakdowns on him on YouTube actually, and the one thing that really stood out to me and the guys kept saying it while they were doing the film breakdown. He is really good at mirroring mirroring the wide receiver. He's good in covers, this guy. He, he is good. His hands are horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dropped a lot of interceptions. He did tip a lot of balls for other players to get. But, yeah, the only reason I think we got him where we did is because he's 25. I think he's probably more worthy of a fourth round, third round, third, fourth round area. But because of his age, I think we were able to get him in the, tw- uh, in, in the sixth because, obviously, his upside isn't as high as a lot of these other prospects. But – a good depth piece, no doubt about it. Um, at a position where we're talking about, there's some potential injury problems, and he's more of an exterior guy than um, than the yeah. uh, than the other corner that we drafted. So uh, I like I liked it. I thought it was a really good pick that late in the draft. Do you think he takes the place of someone like uh, you know Julian Love or or Beal? I think Beal's gone on this. Beal's team, gone. Beal's uh, gone. Lo- Love, I think, is going to be okay. But then you look at like Yadam. I don't really know. Yeah, uh, I like Love. I do. And I do think he fits the scheme. You know, he's a guy that can play slot. He can play some safety. And I think he'll make the team. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like Judge and Graham love him. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't get on the field last year. Yeah, I don't think uh, he did until really at the, towards the end when he, when he was CB2, I think, right? Yeah, in the last game, I think, yeah. against the Cowboys. But I thought he played okay. He actually played decent in that game. Yeah. Um, but he'll make the team. He's not going to get that chance now, you know? No, 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 no. Um, I think he'll make the team. But I don't think he has, I don't think he has much of a role. Um, but I'm with you on on uh, Beal. I think Beal's gone. Yeah, I do too. You know, it, it's tough to judge someone off like opting out due to COVID because you want people to be safe. You know, if you're not feeling safe and you're and you're not comfortable, okay, I get it. You know, but he really did waste a golden opportunity to earn playing time. You know, have a role on this team, 
and he just kind of just squandered it. You know, it sucks that that's the way it feels, but that's how that's how I, it feels. I'm going to tell you, and, and like you just said, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that takes the virus lightly. Uh, you know, I completely respect, you know, Nate Solder and Sam Beal's decision and, and, and for sitting out and making sure they're safe from whatever else. But that was Sam Beal's chance. Yep. Like, like last year after Baker did what happened with Baker, he had a shot to start over Yadam if he had a good training camp. He probably would have started, yeah. Yeah, and now he's probably not even going to make the team. And I, he'll probably latch on somewhere. Or like, he's a guy that people he thought obviously. Chance, yeah, yeah, he'll latch on with some team or at least get an opportunity. But I don't think he's going to be with the Giants. And he had an opportunity last year, you know, and, and sometimes players take that opportunity and they run with it. And, uh, you know, for whatever – well, you know, again, I don't know his personal situation, but – not the best of ideas for his career to sit out last year, given that opportunity. Yeah, you know, Nate Solder made sense with his, I think it was a son, right, that has yeah. um, cancer. So that whole thing absolutely makes sense, 100%. Beal, I don't know. You know, maybe he has something similar going on and it's just not talked about. But it really was, uh, man, a good situation for him to, to try to earn some time. Do you think uh, Solder has value to this team right now? I do. Um, you know, a lot of fans wanted Solder gone, and I get it because of his contract. But then I when I started, no point, though, you know, like, we ended up saving money. Yeah, by by restructuring the salary. Um, but yeah, I actually do. I I I'm I, I'm hoping he doesn't start. I want I want to see Parrot and Thomas out there. Same. But I think he's definitely a, a solid swing tackle, and he's a guy that I I would at least hope I could trust that wouldn't completely embarrass himself on the right side if Parrot is struggling or if he gets hurt. And just from a leadership standpoint, you're talking about a captain. You're talking about a guy that people respect in the locker room. Um, yeah, I, I think he is. I think he is a really nice guy to have um, in terms of depth on this offensive line. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree with you 100 on that. I think it would have really made no sense to cut him because we wouldn't have, you know, it would have been the same thing that we have eaten on that. So even just for from his leadership, from his. Um, playing experience, I think he can be invaluable for Pert and even Thomas, you know, to, to really help in any way possible. If he can, if he can even just not be active, you know, and, and help that way or, you know, back up both tackle positions, I think, it, I think it, he really will help this team. Yeah, I, 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 think, he, I, I think he will as well. I, I, I was a family brat, and it actually saved them money too outside of that when you think about it because they would have had to sign somebody to replace Cam Fleming. Instead, you got Solder. So I think it all worked out in the end. I think so. And I commend Solder for that, by the way. And I I think it speaks volumes about Solder because he probably would have made more money had he just said, cut me and I'll sign on with somebody else. Definitely. Um, And it also speaks volumes about Joe Judge, you know, that Solder wants to be here. He he sees what Joe Judge is building here. Um, And I I think it speaks a lot about the New York Giants. And I think Solder said, I don't want to end on a bad note. I want to I want to try to do something positive for this organization that uh, took a shot at me when I was a free agent. Yep. So draft is over. What's your overall opinion of the draft? How do you feel? You know, did we set ourselves up for success in the future or was this really a draft that set us up more for this year? I think it's both. Yeah. I I, I think it's both. I think like I, our first two picks, I think are instant contributors, you know, whether or not you think they're going to be, you know, who knows how big of a contributor they're going to be, but I think Kadarius Tony's absolutely going to be involved in the offense. It and I think this he, he will be. be. He, he will be. Um, and Old Jalari, same thing. I think both of them are going to be instant contributors, which is really all you could ask for in a draft. If your first two picks are instant contributors, 
third and later, those are guys that you hope to sprinkle in and they, and they grow and so on and so forth. I think Brightwell maybe gets a couple of carries if he ends up being the third running back. I think, I, I think Ellerson Smith will see the field a little bit. And uh, yeah, so I, I think these guys will get their opportunities, but the first two picks I think will be the, and Aaron Robinson, I think has a shot as well to see the field, I but I think the, the first two picks are going to be like the instant contributors. But to me, the most exciting part about this draft and what made it a, if it's not an A, it's like an A minus overall is the fact that we got the future draft capital because it's not just about this year. And when you factor in what the Giants did in free agency this year, all the backloading of the salaries, we're probably not going to be able to spend a lot of money next year in free agency. Now you have an extra first round pick to get an instant impact player in the first round next year, along with the first round pick that you're also going to have. So I think it was great to get that future draft capital. And the other thing that it does is it creates insurance for Daniel Jones. Like if Jones isn't good, you now have two picks where you can move up and try to get a quarterback. Or if Jones is good and the Bears finish in the top five, you could potentially trade back again for a yep. team that wants to come up and get a quarterback and you keep building that way. So I, I, I love what the Giants did. They showed some creativity. I, I think that um, it was really good to see the whole Giants staff this year, you know, with uh, Abrams and, and some of the other guys kind of coming out and, and speaking a little bit more than just hearing Gettleman. Um, to me, it kind of sets up a transition with Gettleman into, you know, someone else eventually taking over as GM. But it sounds like who, who was it that actually negotiated the trade? I think, you know, Gettleman said he, he spoke to the Bears and they were interested. So he handed the phone off. Was it Abrams? I think he said Abrams. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting yeah. to see that it looks like everything seems to have a path, uh, you know, a, a goal for the future. And, even, even, you know, that GM position, I don't know how long, you know, Gettleman's going to be here. I, I don't hate him as much as most people, I think. Um, and I think he knocked this draft out of the park. I, I would go an A on the grade. Yeah, I, I, I actually like him. I, 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 um, I think I like him more than maybe I should because of the fans that just look to bash him for every little thing that he does. Yep. But um, I think the last two offseasons have been fantastic uh, between free agency and the draft. And, um, yeah, this year in particular, I mean – how could you not be thrilled with what we got in free agency and then to double it down with what we did in the draft and help next year's draft. like next year's draft. I already know is going to be like an A like, how oh, yeah. could we screw that up? Like, <laughs> you, you know, all those picks that we have. So uh, I think Edelman did a great job of um, putting his ego aside, not thinking so much about just this year and, and, and thinking about his legacy more so than retaining his job. Cause if the Giants only win seven or eight games this year, he might lose his job, but he did the right thing by the organization in getting that future draft capital. I think something that gets forgotten a lot too, and, and Gettleman has said this a couple of times, he goes and get, gets players that the coaches want. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what happened with DeAndre Baker. I don't really know who wanted that. But, you know, free agency swing and misses and stuff like that, the coaches were involved. You know, Shermer was involved. Of course. Decisions. And it just it's nice to see the collaboration between him and Judge right now and that it's working. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, even the most pessimistic giant fan right now, I don't think they, they, they I don't even think they could say that they're not happy with this off season. Yeah. Um, last thing we'll end with this right here and you don't want you don't have to answer it if you don't want, <laughs> what would you put, put as a, a win total for the giants this year right now? Got, oh, got um, let me think of their schedule real quick. They're pl- obviously the NFC East and then they play the AFC West. They play the NFC South, and then we have the Dolphins, the Bucks, 
and the Bears, I think, Bears, as the yeah. as the other team. Bears. Bears also have the the fifth hardest schedule in the NFL next year, I think. Yeah, they do. Um, I think we're gonna go four and two in division. I, I, you know, how do we do it? I don't know. Maybe we sweep. I think we should sweep the Eagles, and then I'll be conservative and say that we split with both Washington and Dallas. So I got us four and two in the division in the AFC West. I obviously I'm gonna have us losing to the Chiefs. I'm not yeah. gonna be a homer. That's four and three. Um, I think. I don't know where the game is being played, if it's in the Chargers or where we, I, I actually think we have a good chance to beat the Chargers. I am not going to go with the crowd on this one. I actually think Herbert's going to regress a little bit this year. Sophomore slump. He's got a new head coach, new scheme, kind of like the the uh, challenges that Jones had last year. So I was beating the Chargers. Um, so that's five and three. I will have his beating Denver. Uh, and We'll see if they get Aaron Rodgers. But right now I have his beating Denver. That's six and three. And then, you know, I'll give us a loss against the Raiders. I can't have us winning every game. So I'll say six and four. And then in the NFC South, I'll have us going two and two. I'll have, I'll have us going two and two. Uh, Bucks and Saints will beat us and we'll beat the um, Falcons and the Panthers. So that's now eight and six. Dolphins, I actually think we're going to beat. I don't like Tua. I, I, I think our de- Yeah, I think our defense could give them fits. So I'll go nine and six there. Um, the Bears, I think we're. I, I'm, I'm gonna have us a 10. I'm gonna have us a 10 and 7. 10 and 7. 10 and 7 playoffs. Playoffs. Boom. I love it. Yeah. Anything else you want to get to? Anything you want to talk about? No, man. I first off, I had a, I had a blast coming on, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for asking me to come on. And, um, yeah, anytime you want to do something when I'm free, I'm busy. A lot, but, <laughs> yeah, you're a busy uh, man. Um, I do really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so yeah, much. Absolutely, man. I, I always try to, uh, try to work with as many people as I can. Yeah, so I know most people probably know where to find you, but where can the people find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me at Entertainer Talk at Sports, but with an AH, Talk Giants, do the Nick play-by-plays. I'll be doing the game tonight in an hour. Hopefully nice. they win. Let's go, Nick. Uh, yeah, let's go. They're playing great right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, uh, not used to that. But nope. um, thank you so much for having me on, man. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, let's hope for at least 10 wins. This year. You know what? I'm going to say 11. 11 Ooh, and 6. 11, Giants like 11 and 6. Winning the <laughs> NFC East, then? Yeah, I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna I think we're gonna win between nine and eleven, and I think I think us I think it's gonna be us in Washington. I think it's gonna be neck and neck. I'll have a slightly winning it. I like it. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining me. You got it, my man. See ya. All right, Giants fans. Thank you so much for joining me for that. That was a that was a blast doing that with him. Someone that really knows the Giants very well, and and, and man, he's super knowledgeable. He really knows his stuff. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll try to get another one out next week. Um, maybe we'll try to get back into the Eli Manning stuff. We'll see. We'll see kind of what presents us presents itself with. For the moment, though, guys, let's freaking go. Go.